ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, May 19th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to take your text this hour, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Coming up this hour, we've got two guests. First up, it's going to be Josh Perkey. There's a new project that's happening in Huntington. It's called the X-Dome. And it's going to benefit youth sports. We're going to talk to him about this project, what it's about, what it means, and, of course, why it's happening. That's coming up a little bit later on. And then about 5.30, we're going to talk to, from the Marshall track team, Micah Aline. She's a senior from Beckley. She holds the record in the 400-meter hurdles. After winning at the Sunbelt Championship last week, she raced a 57.77 and she's going to be going to the NCAA East prelims later this month. So she will be with us about 5.30. And yesterday I had cross-country coach Caleb Bowen on. And I asked him, hey, what's something I can ask Micah about? What's something that I can throw at her? And he said, I want to know about her true feelings winning the 400. So that's going to be a question we'll ask her And, of course, as I mentioned, the text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Yesterday was not a a fun day for me, as we found out yesterday that Jim Birmingham, who was with the Huntington Blizzard for almost the entire time the Blizzard franchise was in existence, passed away. And so we were remembering him yesterday, and... We got a lot of people on Twitter remembering Jim, and that made me feel really good that we could get together on Twitter and talk a little bit about Jim and and remember him. And so yeah, I saw some other things about him come out that really interesting. If you follow me on social media, and again, it's on Twitter, at Paul Swan, there was an interview that I hadn't seen that he he was part of. It was around the time that he was inducted in the East Coast Hockey League Hall of Fame. So there's a good interview there. So if you follow me on social media, you know, check it out. And I'd love to hear from you. And, of course, you know, Jim meant a lot of things to a lot of people. And hockey in Huntington meant a lot of things to a lot of people. And it was just good to talk to a lot of you. I hadn't talked to a few people in a long time. And so the bad news is we were all getting together to talk about Jim. The good news is we were all getting together to talk about Jim. So it was good yesterday to uh, kind of celebrate his life. And we have some more sad news today. Earlier today, the NFL released the the news that Jim Brown passed away. He was 87. The statement from the NFL read, On behalf of the entire NFL family, we extend our condolences to Monique and their family. This is from NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. The statement continues, Jim Brown was a gifted athlete. One of the most dominant players to ever step on any athletic field, but also a cultural figure who helped promote change. During his nine-year NFL career, which coincided with the civil rights movement here at home, he became a forerunner and role model for athletes being involved in social initiatives outside their sport. He inspired fellow athletes to make a difference, especially in the communities in which they lived. That's the statement from the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell. Jim Brown inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame 
1971, and he was named to the NFL's 100th anniversary all-time team in 2019. And so the debate has always been, who's the best running back of all time? And the conversation always goes back to Jim Brown. You can talk about some of the most outstanding running backs that we have seen come up. Emmitt Smith, for example. You can talk about Emmitt Smith all day. He's definitely in the conversation. You can talk about some of the young kids that are coming up. Maybe they're going to be in the conversation. You can talk about all of these. But I think the conversation has to begin and end with Jim Brown. I mean, Barry Sanders. You can talk about Barry Sanders. But at the end of the day, Jim Brown, he retired on his own accord. He wasn't done physically. He wasn't done as far as what he could have achieved if he wanted to continue. But he had a nine-year career in the NFL, said that's enough. I've done everything I possibly can do that I want to do. I think it's enough. And he stopped. And the bad news is we didn't get to see him further on the football field. The good news is we didn't get to see him and in his decline. All athletes decline. It's just nature. As you get older, the demands of the job, well, for a professional athlete, your body is what you put on the line every day. And so Jim Brown got out, had a prolific decade, became the all-time great and then said he was done. And we didn't have this. We didn't have that, okay, we're going to miss Jim Brown. We're going to celebrate Jim Brown. We're going to, it's going to be a year-long celebration. He's going to retire. This is going to be the end. No, we didn't have that. It's like Jim was like, I'm done. And so we didn't get to see Jim in the back half of what would have been a tremendous career by any metric. But the good news is he left us, he left us wanting more. Is that that fair to say he left us wanting more, and so you know one of the all-time greats. You have to you have to put his name in any and all conversations about one of the all-time greats in the National Football League, and he was definitely uh, an inspiration for uh, many a generation. It's a player that a lot of fans who remember his time still talk about. So our condolences, of course, to uh, the. Family of Jim Brown, and of course, you know, definitely a icon in the sports world and a giant of the National Football League. So when we continue, we're going to turn our attention to something a little bit closer to home. There's a new project that is going to be happening here in Huntington. It's called the X-Dome. And Josh Perkey, who is a friend of the program, he's repping this. And, of course, you know Josh from his uh, many years of being involved with the Marshall community. He's going to talk to us about this project, what it means, and why you should be excited about it. Also, later on the program, we're going to hear from one of the standouts of the Marshall track and field team, Micah Aline. She holds the record in the 400-meter hurdles after winning at the Sunbelt Conference Championship last week. We're going to talk to her later on. And we're going to get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All of that's coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, May 19th edition The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
I want to bring onto the program now. He is um, he's an icon when it comes to martial athletics. He's also responsible for a lot of the cool gear that the, the herd is able to wear, and uh, he's part of a project that is happening in Huntington. And the funny thing about this is uh, it's located on 115 Cheshire Way in Huntington. It's not that far from the 930 transmitter, so obviously he wanted to be as close as he possibly could to the radio station to hear me at all times when he's in this thing. It's called the X-Dome. Josh Perkey is with us. How are you doing, buddy? You doing Buddy, okay? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic, my man. I like how you place that. You're like just a few – yeah, you, you can come out of this thing, this dome, and you can see our transmitter site for uh, for the radio station. So I – I, I feel like there was a planned reason for that. 100% that was part of the planning during our planning sessions was close enough to the Kendrick Communications Towers. Uh, that was that was absolutely one of the bullet points on the brainstorming session, for sure. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. <laughs> Josh is with us here. It's, it's called the X-Dome. Now, he's part of the, of the group that is – putting this together he's uh, helping guide this uh, josh has uh, been in you know youth sports for a long time of course you know basketball his specialty and this is a project that is going to be breaking ground soon so first of all what is the x dome exactly uh well t- the idea surfaced about a year and a half ago uh, our church expression church which is uh, in the same industrial park where this was going, um, right off the Interstate 64 West End exit. Um, our church uh, pastor, Kevin West, is a very sports-oriented person. Uh, about a year and a half ago, we were all we kind of got together, and he goes, I've got some things I want you know to pursue. And number one was building a school, uh, Expression Prep Academy. And he said, the second thing I want to do is build a sports facility to go with it. So those are two massive undertakings to take on at one time. But last year we started our school and uh, we did K through eight this year uh, with no sports. Next year we're doing K through 12 with sports. So that was kind of the first check mark. The second one was this sports facility. And uh, between travel ball over the years that I've been involved in and, you know, just traveling for my work and, uh, Kevin's son, Caden, plays a lot of travel uh, travel sports, and we were just noticing, you know, these facilities everywhere uh, in the, you know, surrounding larger cities, Lexington, Columbus, Cincinnati, those type places, and you know, we were like, well, why can't we do that here? And you know, Kevin's a guy with a big vision, so he's like, this is what I want to do here. Um, so the plan is, is it's a sixty thousand square foot building that's going to have four full full uh, full-size basketball courts which doubles as eight volleyball courts uh, an indoor practice or an indoor uh, soccer field that we'll use also for football training uh, it's going to have batting cages for baseball so that we're going to cover that sport, those sports and, and some of the things that we're not too familiar with but we're going to you know get our name out there to try to host some things is for wrestling for cheer I've got a lot of feedback over the last few days since we've announced this thing that uh, about pickleball for the community. Uh, those are really easy conversions on, on basketball courts. So, you know, we're going to add that as well. But, you know, that's the facility is, is one thing. Our, our mission behind the facility is really why we're doing it. And, you know, we're just we're community based people. We're athletic based people. And we're trying to get this area 
off the map for the bad things and get on the map for the good things. And, and I've said this on a couple of interviews this week that, you know, where our church is very involved in the recovery community and, and, and our and our goal is to put the recovery business out of business. And we feel like we can do that by getting to these kids early, giving them a, a positive place and a nurturing environment to play sports, to, to cheer, to, to work out. Um, so that's really kind of uh, it in a nutshell. Uh, when we first got this kind of put together, um, our church reached out to Marshall University. They did a, uh, a study on you know this project, and their guesstimates are 110,000 people are going to visit this thing yearly, um, an $11 million economic impact for our area here in the west end of Huntington. So, you know, add all that together, it, it's 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 a pro- project that's near and dear to our heart, but it's also a project that we feel that will just absolutely change my end of town here in Westmoreland, and and we couldn't be more thrilled about it. Are there plans to expand if this goes well, or are we still a little early on that? I think we're a little early. I think the the natural expansion would be uh, pairing up with the you know, baseball fields that are next door uh, that are built on the same property, as you pointed out, the Kendrick Communication Towers there. Um, and, you know, maybe go the baseball route down the road, but this is a pretty big bike first bite so we're gonna see if we can't digest this one first and then uh, move on to the outdoor stuff but you know the indoor is you know is, is the where we wanted to start with this it, for for several reasons but the the travel circuit for for volleyball and and basketball we're very much on the pulse on that we, we've got connections on those circuits that can help us fill the calendar on on the weekend so those were kind of the the first two big bites we wanted to take and Again, we're going to try to to hammer out some wrestling, some in those uh, in indoor soccer. So those are kind of where we're starting. But yes, Swanee, I think that that'll be uh, a natural expansion down the road. When you look at this project, you you mentioned there's an indoor soccer field, there's a, there's courts for basketball. Those can, can be converted into volleyball. You mentioned pickleball here. Who benefits the most from this? Is there is there a is this something that you're trying to attract people to, or is this something that is trying to fill a void that we don't necessarily have in our greater area? Uh, is there a comparable facility like this close by that maybe you can reference, or is this something that is going to be solely unique at this time to Huntington and our Tri-State area? It's definitely going to be unique to to our area for sure. The, the main the, the number one purpose of this is to pair up with our school. Where we will play all of our, you know, varsity and middle school sports in for basketball, volleyball, uh, soccer down the road. Uh, this first year that we're adding sports at the Expression Prep Academy, we're going to do middle school, high school basketball, girls, boys, and middle school, high school volleyball, and then add a track team in the spring just to meet our SSAT requirements when we get to that point. Obviously, we're not going to be there in year one, but you know, those are requirements that they have that you have to have to become part of that. But so that's number one um, is, is to pair up with Expression Prep Academy. Number two is definitely to fill a void community with uh, a positive facility that, you know, we're going to have conference rooms in there for, for meetings if you need it. And gym time, Swanee, around here is is is, is tough. I've, you know, my years at Benson, we had one gym to cover girls, boys, basketball, cheer, baseball for rains, band concerts. So it's going to be able to. We're going to be able to reach out into the community and, and pair up with other schools that can help. That they can use this thing during the week because our goal is to have it booked on the weekends to help us pay for it. Because uh, unfortunately, 
uh, my good looks is not going to pay for this thing. Uh, it actually takes dollars and cents. So <laughs> wish that uh, wish that was the case, but it, it's not. So uh, we got to get this thing booked on the weekend to, to help us pay for it. But community outreach, you know, being a, a partner with these local schools that can help, that can use it, local churches that need to use it, um, and then obviously uh, using it for our our school purposes. So. The goal ultimately here is to be multi-purpose, community-based, also for uh, yeah, the prep academy. What's the timetable for for? Because I'm sure there are a lot of people maybe are not familiar with with the expression prep academy. What the timetable is for it to be? I don't want to say fully functional, but uh, f- able to fully serve. So, what's what's the sure. timetable there and? For people who are interested in hearing about this for the first time and think this this might be something that they're they're interested in, they want to be a part of, want their children to be a part of, what will be the process? The, the process is basically at this point reaching out to to our director there, Stephanie Sprague. I can we can we can get you some telephone numbers, contact information for her, but it, it's a it, it's a micro school, and again we were near one with just the academics, but uh, you know sports. Wanting you know this better than anybody is all about enrollment. So right now we're trying to get the word out for the academy to uh, have a enrollment to where that will support athletics. Last year's enrollment has already doubled for this year, but you know adding enough kids to build all those sports sounds great, but we, we don't know that until you know August rolls around and we start school. But the enrollment is already going up since the last couple of weeks since we've been you know promoting this new facility, promoting the school. Um, so those, those are things that are going to – they're a little bit out of our hands at this point. But just as far as timeline goes, if we have plenty of people, plenty of students to, to fill those teams, we'll, we'll play full blast next year. But our, you know, I think this is a long-term goal for our athletic department, for our school, for our church to build it in a responsible way. If that's year one, great. If it's year two, that's probably more likely. But um, – Again, it's totally based on enrollment. We're ready to go. Uh, we've got a, a, a group of motivated individuals at, at church and our, at our school that are ready for sports. We're ready to go. We're all sports-minded people, so we're ready to go if that's if that's the case. But um, I, I feel like um, and the timetable also is, is kind of got moved a little bit because of the, of the dome construction part of it. And, you know, initially we wanted to get this thing built in time for basketball season. Get it up for this year. Uh, the you know, the permit process, the you know uh, EPA studies, all those type of things take a little bit longer than I anticipated, uh, or maybe our staff did not. But you know, I'm a I'm a full blown gas pedal down all the way down to the floor. That's roll with this, but you know that doesn't work that way when you're building something like this. And it's basically a sixty thousand square foot piece of concrete that you have to pour. And then you build the structure on top of it, and obviously that depends on weather. That depends on you know how long it takes the concrete to cure before, because this thing's temperature and climate control. We're having wood flooring for the basketball court, so you know you got wet concrete underneath wooden floors. That doesn't work very well. So there's a little bit of a you know a moving time frame. I would I would call it, uh, but you know we're ready to go year one. We'll find places to play. If that dome is not ready, we've got plenty of partners in the community with the schools and churches that um, we'll have a place to play for them if we have the kids. And 
you've been talking about, at least on your personal social media accounts, so we'll talk about it here. Um, this is a little bit more possible now. You couldn't have done this maybe a few years ago. I, I Yes, it, it is not. It is something that, you know, our church has always had this uh, vision of doing this thing. And, you know, we our, our pastor, Kevin, is, is, is not take no for an answer. And, and you know, money and, uh, you know, the economy and the recessions and interest rates, you know, we just kind of barrel through those things. We, we, we raise the donations and all those type of things that kind of <clears throat> excuse you against. It makes you behind the eight ball here. But when you have a, a vision and a passion for something, you just and you got the right group of people and the right idea and the right uh, faith and all those type of things and then anything's possible and that's kind of how this thing is that's how we work over there again we're very sports oriented on, on Sunday mornings when when Pastor Kevin starts his sermon it starts out did did Marshall win did Ohio State win did Kentucky win and Pastor Kevin's a big UK fan and he's had a tough couple years for basketball season so uh, he, he leads off with those things but. That's what we're passionate about, but it's also an avenue to reach these kids and show them that there's other things to do than, you know, video games and getting in trouble and all those type of things. And again, the drug problem here in the, in the, in our, in our region is bad. And we're, we're, again, we're trying to put the recovery business out of business. And so it's just, it's been our dream and vision. And, you know, Monday morning, we're going to be digging a hole. So it's, it's becoming a, it's becoming a reality, which is super exciting for us. Good luck on digging the hole. Uh, I'm sure the track portion of this will be something that people locally will be excited about as well. And I'm using that as a tease for our next guest coming up in the next uh, few minutes, Micah Aline from Marshall's Track and Field Squad. I know you're excited that men's track and field is now a thing again at Marshall and the women doing some tremendous work. And this might just feed right into track at Marshall. And I'm sure there are a lot of kids who will love the opportunity to have that as well, on top of everything else that this is going to be about. Sure. And uh, Coach Small is uh, one of my, my, my close friends. Uh, Coach Small was actually the track coach whenever I was at Marshall. Uh, <laughs> it sounds bad. 20, 23, 24 years ago. And he's still there, still doing well. Um, he built a track inside of the you know, the indoor practice facility for football. So a rising tide raises all ships. Uh, we feel like any way we can help Marshall or Marshall can help us, we'd love to pair with them on anything like that. Just, you know, if they need a spot, we need a spot. We're here to to work with them, and we're all big Marshall people. And like you like you, uh, very, very uh, kindly said, a Marshall icon, I, don't, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but you're a good man and a good friend. But uh, I do bleed green, so anything we can do to help, uh, the herd, you know, we'll do it. We'll bring you back soon so we can have some more time to talk a little bit more about the details and, and follow up with you on this. But it's uh, the X Dome, and it's going to be right next to the Expression Church, and there's a lot coming out, I'm sure, here in the next few weeks that, that we'll definitely get you back on and talk about. And I'm excited for you, man. Congratulations on this. Thank you, man. Groundbreaking Monday, 10 a.m., uh, 115 Cheshire. We'll have the mayor, a bunch of dignitaries. We've got senators. We've got all kinds of people going to be there that's uh, welcome to the public as well. Thanks, Josh. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Swanee. Josh Perky, the groundbreaking is Monday for the X-Dome, and uh, there's going to be a lot that will be part of that that's going to benefit not only the community but sports in general in the area. When we continue, Micah Aline, Marshall Track, joining us on the program. We'll talk about her winning the 400-meter hurdles, moving on to the NCAA East prelims, and 
We'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255, when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, May 19th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've been talking track a lot this week because we've got several outstanding student-athletes to talk about, and we're wrapping up the week with Micah Aline. She is a senior from Beckley, and she now holds the record and the 400-meter hurdle. She won at the Sunbelt Conference Championship last week with a 57.77. I almost shaved off a couple of, of tenths of a second on you. Micah is with us now on the program. Can you go faster? 57.77, is that is that the ultimate? Can you go faster? I believe that I could go faster for sure, yes. Okay, so you still have maybe, you know, how how fast do you think you can you can reach? What's what's realistic? I feel as though I could reach the 56s, like mid, low 56. Maybe, maybe even faster than that. Okay, I've got to ask you this question. Uh, yesterday we had Coach, uh, Coach Bowen on, and – I asked him for some some help here in talking with you. Wanted to know what's something I can ask you, get, get some some insight that maybe I wouldn't know to ask. And he just wanted me to ask you about what your true feelings were. Apparently, you didn't express these enough. He wanted to know what your true feelings were after winning the four hundred. Uh, I was honestly surprised. Like not like that I won, but like more so my time wise because I actually was just like focused on running and executing to win. So whenever I saw that I PR'd and I've been waiting for a PR all season long, I was, it's very surreal to know that you put all this work in and then you finally achieve the goals that you have for yourself. Has it changed since? Yeah. Maybe you've allowed yourself to go from being surprised to, you know, what are you feeling now? Is it has it changed? You know, where are you at now? Now that this has passed you and you're moving ahead toward the NCAA East prelims, um, it just fills me with a uh, more confidence in myself, knowing that I'm capable of doing the the hard things. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, getting ready for first round, we've already ran at UNF, so it's good that we already have a feel for that track, and I've already ran on that track previous before. Uh, so I'm just really excited to see what I can do and being able to run with people who are just as good as me, if not better, um, and just show what Marshall has to offer. Do you remember what your time was on that track? Uh, it was a, a low 59. It was that literally just started outdoor season, so it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. For a lot of people, a 59 is fantastic. You have been under a minute and all six occasions in which you ran the 400-meter hurdles this season, that's not easy to do. A lot of people can't do that in two minutes, and you're doing it in under a minute, and you think you can get to the 56 mark. What do you do at this point? You don't have that much time between the Sunbelt Conference championships to the East prelim, so how do you get yourself ready to go right back at it and even improve on that? Um, for sure, uh, just listening to your body and not doing too much, you know, getting plenty of rest, nourishing your body, doing recovery and uh, things like that. Uh, really more so it's more of a mindset for me. 
if I keep a positive mentality and be optimistic because I know I can do it. I know I'm capable of doing it. And just having the support around me just to uh, reassure me makes it a lot easier for me to uh, compete and do what I need to do. So that's how I prepare myself for races and stuff like that. What are you expecting from the East prelims? You know, what can you um, what can you tell us? Uh, what what people should uh, should understand about how this event rolls and, and what you need to do to be successful at it? Well, uh, for anybody who's do who's ran the four hundred hurdles, it's not one that you can like predict what happens. It's literally anybody's race. Um, anything could happen. You could fall. You could trip over a hurdle. Um, you know, just little things like that. Stutter step. And it's not more so of, like, how to prepare. It's more so, like, how you – I mean, like, how you get go into it, just being positive um, because you cannot think a negative thought or really think too much during the race at all or it's just not going to go your way whatsoever. All right. So now I'm going to have to ask, what's your process? Uh, Maybe you can help someone else with focus because that's something that – a lot of people struggle with, and in a sport like the 400-meter hurdle, if you don't have focus, you don't have anything. So what's your process as far as putting yourself in that right mindset and overcoming, you know, maybe the fear, the doubt that, you know, as you mentioned, this anything could happen. So to get focused, to prepare, what's your process? Uh, for me personally, I like to listen to music um, and just be as positive as I can be. So, like, if that's, like, listening to gospel music or just upbeat songs and stuff like that, I also do a lot of uh, positive self-talk to myself, as little as um, you can do hard things, like, I'm capable, I'm strong, I'm brave, things like that. And you would think that it it sounds silly when I first heard about it, and I was like, I don't think that's going to work. But once you do it time and time again, it gets easier, and you start to believe yourself, you know, kind of fake it till you make it, and whatnot. Joining us on the program is Micah Aline. She is the 400 meter champion of the Sun Belt. And you mentioned that positive talk that you know, making sure you don't say negative things, you know, it's self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're, if you're saying negative things, you're going to fulfill that, that negative vibe. Did you find that there were tangible results when you started doing that? Uh, is that, you know, you say fake it till you make it, you know, you already were having success, but did you find that when you discovered how to do that, you saw a, maybe better better results, you know, more gains on the track? Uh, yeah, I definitely do feel like I have seen a lot of improvement. My coach has told me that he's seen me run free, so I definitely do feel happier whenever I run. It's not as scary, like it's not as nerve wracking. Um, Definitely not as nervous as I used to be before I started doing the positive self-talk and just finding a regimen that works out for me because my uh, past indoor season wasn't the greatest and it was a lot of anxiety and negativity and it was a very hard time to get out of. But once I figured it out, it made track more enjoyable again. And I, I love running. like So being in a hardship was very hard. Um, but, yeah, taking the time to figure out what works for you as a runner makes a big difference. And so I suggest to every runner or any person that's struggling mentally in their sport, just finding what works for you in a positive way helps out in the long run. 
Micah Aline's with us. She is the 400-meter hurdle champion, Sunbelt Championship last week. And you get to add uh, the distinction of having some of the first championships won in the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, we had a couple of days ago on the program Macy Mayjoy. She won the high, the, the, the pole vault, and not only the indoor but the outdoor if, does it feel good to finally like be on that list as well? Because we've been all waiting for championships to be won in the Sun Belt, and you're among the, one of the first people to win one. And, and for a while, she was hogging all the trophies. <laughs> yeah, it feels great to uh, join the championship club. <laughs> and it, coming from Conference USA to the Sun Belt and already having a title from the uh, conference USA and not being able to do that indoor, but being able to do it outdoor just uh, just shows me that even through hard times, like your work isn't diminished. Like you can uh, still achieve great things and still like struggle, and that's okay to struggle. Like it's just that's just a part of life. But finding your way through it uh, and not giving up is what makes a victory more enjoyable. You also were named Sunbelt First Team All-Conference, so you get to add a little bit more to your resume. Did you find the transition from Conference USA to the Sunbelt a little bit more challenging, or was it just different? I would just say it's just different because, I mean, there aren't any expectations going from one conference to a new one because they don't know who you are. Um, so. so really it's more – about your your journey than the opponent because you don't see them it's not like basketball or football where you line up against these other teams and you're competing directly they can run as fast as they run but you've got to do your part or you know it doesn't mean anything and the jersey doesn't matter there's no rivalries in track the way there are in other sports right Micah Eileen's with us go no go ahead Micah no, no, you're fine. I, I completely agree with that, especially when you get to such a big level, such as uh, first round, uh, the East Preliminaries, Nationals, wherever, however far you go. Um, you have to look at it like you, I mean, every sport has a superstar that you see in their event or whatever. But you got to think of it as they're not worried about you, so you kind of can't worry about them either. And that's how I look at it that's how I'm looking at it now for first round since this is my third year going um no matter how big the person may be how popular they may be um out in the media like I'm just as good as them what kind of experience have you passed on to maybe some of the 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 first timers showing up at uh, the prelims because Marshall's fortunate to have several student athletes go to the east prelims so are you sort of the de facto leader of the group, talking them through it, explaining you know, what they can expect? Um, I would say, like, I can give a little bit of insight. Uh, I mean, each year that I've went, it's more of, like, a learning experience, and I'm telling them, like, just to take it all in. It's, it's a very surreal moment. Like you see, like I said before, it's like they're celebrities in my eyes because you see them on TV all the time. You're like, oh, my gosh, like, they're literally right in front of me. I get to compete against them. Um, but also take it as an enjoyable moment because it may be the last time you get to run against them. So. My guess is Micah Aline. She is uh, the record holder in the 400-meter hurdles, winning the Sunbelt Championship last week with the 57.77.
you know, I already accidentally shaved off a couple of tenths, so you you got to get to 56 now at least. That's the goal. Yeah. What would that mean for you? Uh, where are you ultimately hoping to to get to? You know, time-wise, and of course, obviously, you want to progress, get out of the prelims, and and go to the next level and the next level. But you know, what are you personally hoping to to achieve? Uh, just honestly, I really want to go to nationals. This has been a three-year-in-the-making process, um, and my goal is to just run as freely as and as confidently as possible to get there. And even if I don't get there, I just want to be proud and feel achieved with myself. Good luck. I know yeah, you're no stranger to this, but good luck. Hopefully we can see a, a, a faster time. And again, 57.77 is fast. You've been under yeah. a minute all season long, so you haven't you haven't been slow out there at all. A lot of people will never see that type of speed, especially. I'm sure a lot of people couldn't make 57.77 without the hurdles. So you're, you're lightning fast out there, and hopefully we're talking about you moving on after the prelims. And so if that's the case, I want you back. So if you can get to the, you get to the next level, I get to have you back. So can we make that deal? Sure. Good luck. Have fun with, uh, with everyone. I know this is a, a special time for you. And uh, again, uh, it's, it's an amazing journey we've seen with track and field at Marshall and uh, you've been one of the leaders and congratulations once again. Thank you so much. That's Micah Eileen. She is going to be at the East Prelims. She's going to shave some time off that 57.77. I couldn't run that. If you if you took the hurdles off the track, I'm sure most people couldn't do that, and especially under a minute. Uh, we're going to get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Our final segment is coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are wrapping up this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Plenty of time for your text. We'll do that now at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll do it like a lightning round if you want to try to get them in before we're done. And if you are listening on our podcast, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. That was fun. I'm not the world's foremost expert when it comes to track and field, but that was fun, and I think I learned a couple of things as well, talking to Micah Aline, and it was great to have a couple of days ago Macy Mayjoy on the program. So that was good. Hopefully we can do more of that, and I'm hoping that the track and field team can have some more success at the East Prelims coming up. Baseball is uh, getting underway for the Thundering Herd as the season is about to end. Hopefully next season we'll have a lot more success in a brand new facility. So looking forward to seeing that completed sooner than later. And let's hope that baseball has a better season, but taking on Coastal. So Coastal still has something to play for the Thundering Herd, of course, not just playing for pride at this point. And still there's nothing wrong with that. Baseball action coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Pittsburgh Pirates are back in action. They're going to be playing host to Arizona. 635 is going to be first pitch. You can listen to it here on ESPN 94.1 
and AM 930. And I'm sure a lot of you are excited for the NBA as tonight, Game 2, Miami and Boston. We're going to have that game on our sister station, Cant Sports 93.3 and 1340. And, of course, last night, the sixth longest game in NHL history, four overtimes, almost went into five. Florida finally defeated Carolina 3-2. Yours truly could not hang. I tried. I was close. I could not do it. I tried. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you on Monday. I believe this is a preview of Monday's show. I believe we are locked in with Marshall men's soccer coach Chris Grassy. We're going to talk about the schedule. We're going to talk about things happening with the program. That's coming up on Monday. We're trying to get Michael Swan on later this week as well. We're going to hopefully talk softball as well next week. And, of course, we're going to talk to you. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're on social media, if you would, give me a follow on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I'd really appreciate it. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.